I love uh, Peter. Um, he was an eager man of fervor, enthusiasm, commitment, and a sense of justice. He was a hard-working fisherman, knowing what it was to be responsible and to provide for his family. Um, he was intuitive and passionate, um, and he saw something in Jesus that made him drop everything and impulsively leave and follow him. Um, and as he did along the way, he made so many mistakes. He was competitive. He entered into discussions of who is the greatest. Uh, he worried about what was going to happen to other people or what they were meant to do, even in the reading today in verse 22. Or well, what about him? What must he do? And Jesus kindly says, don't worry, you follow me. Um, Peter loved Jesus. He loved him with a wholehearted, I'm all in love for Jesus. He desired to be a worthy follower. Um, he wasn't one for half measures. So when at the foot washing, he was like, Lord, don't wash only my feet, wash my whole body. And he was protective over Jesus to the end, even drawing his sword at his betrayal. His love was so deep and so heartfelt. And he really did want to do everything asked of him and more. He would jump right in, not even thinking about it, not counting the cost. And let's be honest, not really understanding what he was committing to. But with a love that is so deep and his potential to overcommit, his failures were great and they were deeply felt by him. And probably his biggest failure was the one when the cock crowed and he realized his sincere, honorable commitment to Jesus had been broken. I remember uh, Baroness Cox telling me a story years ago, uh, it's a true story, um, about a boy called Roy from a place called Ambon in Indonesia. He was 15 years old. Um, and in that area, it was the epicenter of violent um, conflicts between the Muslims and uh, the Christians. And he was on a, a youth Bible camp at the time and some jihadists arrived and they took Roy aside. And they questioned him saying, who are you? And Roy stood up and said, I am one of Christ's soldiers. And they struck him with a machete severing his arm. He was asked a second time, who are you? And he said, I am one of Christ's soldiers. And they struck him again and ripped open his shoulder. And again, they asked, who are you? And his reply was, uncle, I cannot say anything else. I am a soldier for Christ. And the next swing of the machete ripped his stomach and the child fell to his knees shouting, Jesus! And he was martyred. Now, it's a bit of a gruesome story uh, for a joyful Sunday morning when we're looking at the goodness of God. Um, but I tell it because it's stuck with me all these years. Because I fear with all the best intentions, if I was in that same situation, I, was act, I would act as Peter did and not like Roy. And that bothers me because my heart would so want to be Roy. And it was in this state of failure, shame, desolation that Jesus meets Peter 
But what had Jesus done along the way as he'd walked with Peter to get him to that point? Well, he spotted his character, his heart, his passion, and his impetuosity. And he knew he could work with that. Peter's willingness to jump all in and follow was the first step to that journey of transformation. And I love the way Jesus taught him in different ways. Lord, give me a go at walking on water. And he jumps out the boat. Um, and the lesson wasn't about walking on water, although that must have been pretty cool. Um, it was about keeping his eyes focused on Jesus. He had lots of ideas about what he wanted to do. And Jesus taught him to be. At the transfiguration, he takes Peter with two other disciples, knowing he would witness the glory of God and that he would encounter his father's voice. This is my son who I have chosen. Listen to him. And Peter wants to build a memorial. The lesson wasn't about marking the occasion. It was about knowing the voice of the father and the authority he gave to Jesus. Jesus washed his feet and Peter, knowing his unworthiness, said, no, not just my feet, then my whole body. The lesson wasn't about cleanliness. It was about serving. And then Jesus takes him along with two others in the hour of his darkest his need. And he says, sit here while I pray. But he doesn't say pray for me. He says, pray you won't be tempted. The lesson was not about the doing, but it was teaching him how to get through things he would shortly face. And at his betrayal and arrest, the protective, impetuous, indignant Peter cuts off the high priest's servant's ear to settle the score. And Jesus puts it back on. The lesson wasn't to show Peter not to settle the score, but a different way of dealing with injustice and persecution. Because very shortly, things were going to get much worse for Jesus and Peter could land himself in a lot of trouble. And at the Last Supper, Peter, eager to show his commitment and possibly a little arrogance of being better than the others, declares, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. And I know actually in his heart, he would have really been prepared to do that. Um, but the lesson was, that Jesus knew the pain of understanding the cost that was to come, and he prepares him. Peter, before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. And I bet as Peter denies Jesus three times, he's possibly not even aware of it because he was fearing for his life. And then the cock crows. He's failed Jesus in his darkest hour, and he won't have the opportunity to make it right. And then on the Easter day, Jesus rises again. And not only does he make it right, he brings all those lessons together. And in his final lesson, he sets Peter on a new path, a path that without all those lessons, he would never have been able to walk. And so Jesus tells the woman at the tomb, Go tell my disciples and Peter to meet me in Galilee. 
knowing that Peter would not feel he was worthy or maybe not even feel he could be a disciple anymore, Jesus includes him. No doubt in Peter's mind, he was still a disciple. And off they run to Galilee, or maybe they walk, um, and impatient Peter, who really has to do something, takes them fishing. And there on those shores, Peter recognized through what he knows. He knows fishing. And if there were fish to be had, he would have found them. It wouldn't have been that simple of putting the net the other side. And in that moment, as the nets filled, he recognizes it's Jesus on the floor, uh, on the shore. And the all-in Peter jumps in the water and swims to him as fast as he can. And then after cooking breakfast and eating with them, Jesus teaches him his final lesson while he was present on earth. Do you love me? You know I do. Then feed my lambs. Peter, go reach the vulnerable. Go reach the young ones. Nurture them. Protect them. And in that moment, Peter understood what this would take. Do you love me, Peter? You know I do. Well, then take care of my sheep. Do more than just the young ones then. Go and look after everyone. Don't let anyone be lost. With each question came more responsibility, more cost to Peter to fulfill that responsibility. But he understood it now. And for a third time, do you love me? Then feed my sheep. This is the real shepherding, sourcing what is needed, giving it to, to them, keeping them on the straight and narrow, protecting them, fighting for them. It comes with the greatest cost. And people will persecute you, Peter, like they persecute me. And Peter's response is, you know, I love you. Feed my sheep. Each time the question is answered, it's answered this time, not only with his heart, but with his mind as well, out of his life experiences. Each answer receiving more responsibility and the possibility of more sacrifice. But Peter was ready now. I'm really passionate about this passage um, because a month before I got ordained, um, I didn't feel I could. My whole journey had been one of obedience and not once in all those years had I wanted to get ordained. And I would have gone through with it um, because I know to be out of obedience is probably much tougher. Um, but Jesus uh, took me through those three statements. I was on an eight-day si silent retreat. I know you won't believe that, but I did an eight-day silent retreat. Um, and as Jesus took me through, I felt each time he was, gonna, he was giving me a choice. And I had freedom to say no, and he would still love me. And by the time he got to the third question with me, and he said, feed my sheep. I realized in that moment that all my struggles, all the life lessons, all the times I'd failed and all the times I'd done well had come together right there. And I wanted it for the first time. Peter said yes three times, restored and yet transformed. Jesus made him the rock on which our church is built. He preached fervently. He was passionate in all he did, and he was all in for Jesus because he could be 
from his life experiences, from the lessons he'd learned through Jesus and from where his failures had brought him. He could now do it. And it took him to death upside down on a cross. And so he got to the end, having not denied him. Isn't that just beautiful? Jesus is saying to you today, do you love me? And you may only be saying yes for the first time, or you may have failed many times. You may be feeling unworthy, have shame, or maybe you've even chosen to turn away. Well, nothing is wasted. Jesus is saying to you, do you love me? He'll take every life experience, every lesson, every painful or wrong decision or act. And Jesus is calling you by name. He loves you beyond measure. He won't leave you in your failure. He won't let your arrogance or your lack of understanding or your denials exclude you from having the reunion on the beach. He loves you enough. He sees your heart and he says to you again, do you love me? How will you respond? Amen. I'm just going to pray for us in this moment before we have a reflection song. Father, um, as we sit here having heard your word and we hear you say to us, do you love me? For those who want to say yes for the first time, then pray this with me. Father, I'm sorry for what I've done. Thank you for dying for me and lead me in your ways. I want to say yes to you. And for those of us who have failed and will continue to fail because we're sinners uh, as well, but know the goodness of God will walk, you will walk with us. We too say to you today, we do love you. In the name of Jesus, amen.